What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. CannabisRadio.com presents Grassroots Marketing on location, featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those impacting and evolving the cannabis industry. Now, let's go on location to Seattle, Washington, and our exclusive coverage of HempFest 2016. Good day, tokers and tokettes and non-toking lovers of liberty. Radical Russ backstage at the main stage of Seattle Hemp Fest. It's day three, and I've run into my mentor. It's Madeline Martinez, whose CV is too long to even reproduce in the intro. She's she's it all. She's everything to me. How you doing, Madeline? Oh, thank you, Russ. Thank you so much. Actually, I've been doing really well. I'm pretty excited, floating on a cloud. I was invited to the Edward M. Institute. Kennedy. Teddy Kennedy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ted Kennedy, exactly. He has an institute for the U.S. Senate. And one of their, one part of their mission is to invigorate civil discord. I see. Yes, and I am the person for that job, I must say. Yeah, we go back a long ways. I first met Madeline in 2005. How many hemp fests is this for you? How long have you been coming here? You know, I've been coming for probably about 16 years. going to say around 2001. 2001. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I started coming here because, you know, it's all about weed. Yeah. And I'm all about weed, Russ, and you Absolutely. know this. Absolutely. Madeline's on the Normal Board of Directors. She was the founder of Oregon Normal and, of course, the proprietress of the world-famous Cannabis Cafe. What is next? What's happening in your world? Well, in my world, we're working on legislation to make sure that we get the Cannabis Cafe open again in Portland. The language has been drafted. We're actually using one of the persons that's drafted it is the person who wrote the exception for hookah and cigar bars in the state of Oregon. Yeah, we have plenty of them. Yes, yes. And the reason this... The currently that the world famous cannabis cafe is closed is because of the Oregon Indoor Clean Air Act. Right. And they feel that it's very toxic for others second hand smoke for others to be around. Yes, because tobacco smoke is bad, cannabis vapor has to be outlawed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, they say that the one of the reasons as we looked into it, we did some real back research. And we dug deep and we found out the police association, you didn't have to dig too deep for that, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Found out that the, the sheriff's association and another association of law enforcement were really concerned with the fact that they could not tell a vapor pen from an e-nail. Or a, yeah, yeah. e-cig from a vapor pen. Yes, exactly. And they were worried about minors consuming. Yeah. And my opinion is, is that it's your job to take it away from them. 
and write them a ticket and let them let their parents deal with it. I also don't understand how making having a legal bar where adults are using would make any difference in whether or not kids are concealing a vapor pen. It's not like it's going to make the vapor pens disappear. Exactly. <laughs> they exist you know, now. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah, like the war in Iraq, right? <laughs> these people did this, so let's go bomb these folks. <laughs> yeah, well, and I just don't get it. How is that? Why are you in my Kool Aid? You yeah, know, exactly. leave us alone. We are doing a legitimate job of making sure that people are 21 and older. Yep. People pay to get into the cannabis cafe, so obviously they know where they're going. Yeah. It's not like we're tricking them. Oh, my God, there's cannabis smoke here. Yes. What? Right. They want to be in secondhand smoke, right? Exactly. And my big concern right now, Russ, is that Oregon, especially Portland, Oregon, is so polluted with arsenic in the air in our, you know, that we breathe every day. Cassium, I think it is. Capium. Capium. Okay. Something like that. And I mean, I don't even know how to say it. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> but it concerns me that they are more focused on getting rid of cannabis cafes where people that are consumers can go in a legal state. Where do we go, Russ, yeah. if we don't go to the cannabis cafe and we can't smoke in our own apartment because we're in subsidized housing, uh, perhaps grandchildren live in your home, yeah. and many other reasons that you can't consume in your own residence yeah. where we'd all like to. Well, yeah, I'll tell you where they go. They go to the bar and then they go out in the parking lot. They yeah. light up in their car. They go walk down the alley because I'm that guy yeah. who's done that a million times. <laughs> yeah, now that you mentioned that, Russ and I were able to smoke in front of the White House. It's 2007. 2007. Bush was in there. <laughs> Bush was in office. <laughs> oh my God. So it wasn't like the Obama cool White House. It was like Malia and, and, and we were hitting right, right? smoking bowls. We were smoking a joint. <laughs> it was very cool. We took pictures. It was amazing. It's amazing how far we've come to think that, you know, when you and I first started this trip together, there was only like eight medical states. Right. And only no legal states. And remember when people would ask, hey, Madeline, when do you think it'll be legal? When do you think it'll be legal? I used to tell people 2020, maybe. 2020. <laughs> Who would have ever thunk it, right? This quick. It's amazing. Well, you know, I want to say, Russ, that since women have gotten involved, it seems to have expedited legalization across yeah. the country. I think so. Which always has, has made sense to me. It was just getting women motivated by finding out that, that their kids got busted, yeah. you know? And a lot of soccer moms have some teenagers. Yeah. And getting busted for weed is not acceptable. Just like when Pauline Sabin fought to end alcohol prohibition. Yeah. Here we are in Normal Women's Alliance and Whoopi and Maya and just... I was going to bring that up. I think that's the next wave. I've often said that, you know, you want to get weed legalized in your state, get your grandma a salve. Exactly. You know? <laughs> you know? That's the way I feel. You know, I think that it is really, really important to continue to get women involved and seeing women in the cannabis industry just growing yeah. is amazing. I just got asked on a panel you know, about limitations and privilege for some, or, you know, we, we're obviously talking about white privilege yeah, in the yeah. industry. And one of my things is I'm on the main Minority Cannabis Business Association. You know, I'm a member, let's say. And I, I get concerned that I, I don't want us to resegregate ourselves, you know? Yeah. But also, women, women need a place because they don't, men and women don't share the same issues around cannabis. Yeah. Now that they make the uh, cannabis tampons, yeah. anything's possible. <laughs> I'm glad you bring up the point of, of the, the, the race, uh, the disproportionality, and the privilege uh, point, because really, you know, I'm a, a cisgendered, able-bodied, uh, tall, heterosexual, middle-class, educated, white American male. I'm like a Bible short of the privileged decathlon. Right. right? And I think, because I've, I've, I've often dealt with this question of why is 
especially back in the day, sure. why was normal in the marijuana movement so overwhelmingly white male? And one of the th- thoughts that I came up with was, you know, as a white guy, you never experience any sort of hassle right. with life, right? You're starting life on the, uh, the, the with the cheat codes. <laughs> we call it with, uh, I used to call it, and I date myself, with uh, the e-ticket the e-tic- at Disneyland. You'd go on any ride with that, that e-ticket. That's right. And so, so as a white dude who never experiences any sort of problems that way, when you get that discrimination because you're a pothead, oh, yeah. suddenly, and, and I'm not even trying to equate that it's even close to the same thing, no, but finally you go, it's a little, like a little slap in your yeah. face. It's like, wait a minute, you can't treat me this way. I'm a white dude. Right, right. <laughs> and maybe that's why, you know, so many of those early, you know, I think that 60s, the the Abby Hoffmans and the, and the Yippies and all these guys, all these white college kids were getting involved right. with it was because it was that small bit of getting woke. Right. Understanding that they... Slapping you with, with a two-by-four saying, what? So the Minority Cannabis Business Association is is working on the industry side. Uh, what's happening on the activism side, getting minorities involved? Well, you know, I've been bitching about getting minorities involved since I was first involved with Normal, before I even went on the Normal Board of Directors. Alan St. Pierre got up on, on stage at the Normal Conference in San Francisco and said... You know, um, I look around and the normal is too fucking white and too fucking male. Yeah. And, you know, I got up there because I won the Pauline Sabin Award that year. And they said to me, and I said yes, and it continues to be because I was there with my husband and we were the only Mexicans in the room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm one of those Mexican girls with a big mouth that doesn't go, oh, I'm sorry. Did I disturb you? Oh, no. But you know what I'd <laughs> like to say is uh, I met a girl named Sabra Stills in... Oh, Sabria, the, yeah. Sabria Stills, yes. Stills. And she said something that I think is amazingly appropriate for us. If we are not sitting at the table, then we are on the menu. And they will eat a sub. It doesn't matter if you're if we're talking about color or if we're talking about the fact that we're cannabis consumers. You know, I think that we need to be aware of that. So when you are dealing with your kids in PTA and the things that they discriminate against, because I know I never felt comfortable wearing a pot t-shirt to pick up my grandkids. Right, right. For sure. Yeah. So I think that we need to expand people's minds. My assistant, Shelly DeHart, actually wore her oh, world-famous cannabis cafe t-shirt to uh, pick up her son. And all the moms got, they were like, hey, Shelly, can I talk to you later? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They were all looking for the hookup, and they wanted to talk about it. They wanted to know what products to use. Yep. So it's an amazing conversation starter sometimes. Yes, minds are changing. So the Ted Kennedy thing, when do you do that? I do that on September 21st okay. in Boston, Massachusetts. Is it recorded or taped or streamed or anything like I that? I believe it is going to be. I don't know if you know who Wendy Borman is. I think so. Yeah, Wendy's been working on a bunch of projects. Um you know, documenting projects like the the fact that our elephants are being are going to become extinct very soon. You know, if we don't do something about it. And she was at the Cannes Festival, the film festival, and she is working on the women of Mary Jane. Excellent. And so I get to be one of those women of Mary Jane because I love her. 
Oh, yes. She's my main thing. But, you know, one of the things that I have to say, Russ, yes, they are going to be filming it. But the other thing I really want to mention is we have to stand up and get our prisoners of war out of prison now. We need to make sure that we don't just sit around and get high because we can now. Yeah. But what about them? You know, these are our true freedom fighters. You and I have been lucky to be freedom fighters in high times. Yeah. I I met uh, Bobby Platshorn. He'd been in prison for 29 years, gave me this medal, and he used to be the longest-serving nonviolent prisoner. We just met George uh, yes. Mataromos. Right. 33 years. I Crazy. know. It's, it is absolutely insane to think that a human being can be incarcerated over a plant. Yeah. And the anecdote I've been told is that he talked about how, during the time he was in there, one particular child molester came and went five times. Yeah. And they, Yeah. <laughs> It's absolutely ridiculous. I used to work at a women's prison, and when I went down the halls to take count, I would smell marijuana wafting down the halls. And I thought to myself, if you can't keep it out of this maximum security prison with that houses the Mansons, yeah. how the hell are you going to keep it out of high school? Yeah. yeah well, we're going to build a wall. It'll yeah. be huge. We'll yeah, a big one. pay for it. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so. Hey, Mexico's moving forward. Viva Mexico, you That's know, true. with their drug laws. And I think that it's pretty ridiculous for us to be asking other countries to follow these rigid, dogmatic rules regarding marijuana when we're legalizing across the country now. We've got 10 states possibly that are going to be up there. I, mean, I think we're not sure of North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota's on the ballot. Oh, yeah. see, I mean, it's Arkansas's just... Arkansas's got two are, on the ballot. That's two amazing to me, right? <laughs> yeah. And like you said, when we started this together, the, this journey, who, we wouldn't have thought this was going to happen so quickly. Not in Arkansas. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm really glad that Oregon was after Colorado and, and Washington yes. State, because we got four plants, wherever we want, no paperwork involved, and I think that's amazing. It sure is. Speaking of the plants, I know you've got Madeline's Fury coming Madeline's out. Fury, yeah. It came out of Pollination's seed company. Ryan Letts and Ryan Rice were good enough to name it after me. It is a indica, obviously, because I love me some indica. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, I do. I've been couch-locked at Madeline's place a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> Night-night. Anyway, I will say that she is hurricane crossed by Sky Lotus. Very nice. An Iranian indica at that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Broad fan leaves? Broad. I don't know if you saw the picture of me on Facebook, but the the fan leaf was so big that it covered my whole head. Wow. Like this. Right right in front of me. Madeline's Fury. That's coming soon here in the Pacific Northwest. All right. So to wrap things up, let's first of all give people all the, you know, the contact and, and information for any of the groups or industries or anybody you want to promote? Well, I would like to promote Normal, of course, because that's what I'm part of. And uh, we need your, you know, obviously need your support to continue. So please support us. We're the oldest marijuana reform organization in the world, yep. actually. And we need all the help we can get. And then, of course, write your legislators and let them know that we need to get our prisoners out. If, you're, if they're in there for a mar- marijuana, any kind of marijuana violation or offense, I find it offensive that they're still incarcerated. Yeah. And let's get them out. And then um, keep looking for me on Facebook. We have the World Famous Cannabis Cafe Facebook page. And um, I also want to let everybody know that this year... I am a centerfold in Newsweek magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah. We'll check that out. Yeah. Changing how we live. Fantastic. All right. The uh, final question. I'm adding new uh, diverse questions to the interviews, and and this one is, living or dead, three people that you've never smoked a bowl with that you'd like to? Oh, wow. 
I think um, Mel Brooks. Oh, I ran into him in the airport the other I know. day. Can ran you right by him. He's like, whoa, shit, that's Mel Brooks. I know. It's so <laughs> thrilling. But these are people that I, I love dearly. Well, you think he smokes a bowl? I do. Yeah. I really do. He's too damn funny. Come on. <laughs> History of the world with a giant joint in it. Blazing saddles. Come Blazing on. saddles. <laughs> you know? Come okay. on. So Mel Brooks. Uh, Mel Brooks. Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> oh, sure. Hey, right? Right. Why not? And I'm trying to... Uh, I don't know. Let me think. One more. A woman... You know, it would be great if I could smoke with, well, Pauline Sabin, of course, but Madeline Kahn, you know, she oh, was a stoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, be. those are all my idols, obviously, people that I just thought were so damn funny. And, you know, humor is the key. There we go. Keep yourself happy. I've been married almost 47 years. A lot of cannabis and a lot of laughs. That's beautiful. Madeline Martinez, you will find her if you look her up. She's everywhere. World Famous Cannabis Cafe, normal.org. Check it all out. We got to go because this weed ain't going to smoke itself. That's right, baby. I got to go dab. Thank you for listening to this edition of Grassroots Marketing on location, only on CannabisRadio.com. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.